excited. I want you to guess who I am. Okay. <laughs> Merry Christmas, movie house. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Emporium. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you wonderful building and loan. <laughs> hey, Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. That was incredible. Who am I? <laughs> um, you're definitely Jimmy Stewart from yes! Wonderful Life. <laughs> Hell yeah! No doubt about it. I've been practicing that all week. Oh, it was so perfect. <laughs> thank you. It was perfect. No notes. Oh, right, right, oh, right, right. Thank you for, for I'm going to take this show on the road, actually. Do it. My yeah. Jimmy Stewart impersonation act. Love it. <sighs> well, who who actually am I? Oh, you're Charlie. I'm Charlie. Yeah. And who are you? I'm Mandy. And, and what are we, collectively? We're the Juiciest Bits Podcast. The Juiciest Bits Podcast. <laughs> um, and once a year, we get a little bit topical and actually talk about <laughs> festive movies that are seasonally relevant. Hooray. Rather than just bullshit that we feel like. <laughs> uh, last year, it was A Christmas Carol and... I think just A Christmas Carol. I feel like there was another one. Did we talk about The Apartment? Oh, yeah. Around this time? Maybe. Or was it later? It I can't might have remember. been later. Hmm. Oh, anyways, no one knows. No one can tell. <laughs> no and way to know. This year, since we're doing a little triads of movies, um, we'll do three Christmas movies of oh, equal legitimacy and social relevance. <laughs> um, that will be very hilarious once you know what movie we're it talking about. It will be about. very <laughs> hilarious. You can never guess. You'll never guess. Um, but first, okay, let's treat this professionally. Oh. Let's be serious. For once. For once. <laughs> So we're doing Christmas movies, like with house Ta-da. movies and road movies. What um, what are some themes we can talk about? What's the like typical structure of a Christmas movie? What do you think? Besides the obvious, like being set at Christmas or like about sure. Christmas, right? So it's usually about like discovering that Christmas is about more than gifts. Yeah. Usually about the importance of family, family. and friends. Um, Ugh. Yeah, it's it, they're usually a bit schmaltzy, a bit or a lot schmaltzy. Yeah, um, a lot of them involve Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of them manage to to try to promote good air quotes values while also upholding the uh, capitalism. The, the, and yeah, the, the tenets of capitalism yeah. and commercialism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're the one and the same, aren't they? Mm-hmm. If you love someone, you're going to buy them a whole lot of stuff. You must. You must. Otherwise, you, you don't love them. Yeah, if you can't buy them. You hate you them practically then. Yeah. yeah. That's, you want them to die. That's what capitalism tells us. That is what capitalism Yeah. <laughs> you want them to die. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's all, all fair. I would add to that and say, mm-hmm. usually there's some kind of also family conflict. Oh, yes. So there's like... Usually some kind of, like, divorce mm-hmm. or child illness or even just, like, adult cynicism or worse, child cynicism. Ooh. Ugh. Yes. Um, so something that, like, threatens the family. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes there's, like, a schlumpy dad that has to set, step up. Often there's a schlumpy Often dad. Often there's a yeah. schlumpy dad. Like, yeah. I just sort of ran through Christmas movies off the top of my head and was like, they're all about dads trying to, like, do a thing. Yeah, like dads trying to make up for being shitty dads the rest, the rest of, of the year. year. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and then there's always like 
the Christmas deadline. Yes. So like things that have to be resolved by Christmas. Mm-hmm. And and so that like adds some pressure to the whole mix. Yeah, and it's often like stereotypical, like, oh dad forgot to buy Christmas presents until Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Or like, oh, mom did all of this work, but she's mm-hmm. you know, with her boyfriend now or something. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, yeah, it's very the the stereotypes are very gendered and very binary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and very like, yeah, traditional family values. Like we said a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, what does that even mean? And there's also like always something that needs saving. Mm -hmm. And often Christmas itself. Often Christmas itself, which is nuts because like all of this talk of like, oh yeah, no, Christmas is dead and all these people who hate Christmas. But like the movies themselves are so invested in this precarity and fragility of the holiday. Mm hmm. And are like like it's so destabilized already, mm-hmm. and and so like all these movies are just like basically trying to shore up what is like a crumbling mess, basically. Of course, look and at then in the homework. end. Oh yeah! yeah. To- oh my god! What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is their bread and butter, baby. <laughs> yeah. So it's just wild that that the movies that are obsessed with Christmas are also obsessed with like Christmas being threatened. Mm-hmm. And are are so internally nervous about it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, don't know don't know how to how to feel about that. Yeah, I mean it feels gross. It does feel gross. Yeah. What do you think? Like, where does that come from? Is it just that like Christmas is already such a chaotic time for many of the reasons that we listed um, that are reflected in movies? But like, wow, is it just that like? capitalism itself is so precarious and needs to be continually reinforced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if it's, it's like a, a loop, right? Like mm-hmm. capitalism must be enforced so that we can spend money at the holidays. Mm-hmm. Movies need our money at the holidays. So yeah. they must present a scenario in which the holidays are threatened in some way so that we will help, you know, yeah, they'll, they'll give us the warm fuzzies that we're craving and we'll give them our money and, and then we'll go out and, like, enact those warm fuzzies yeah. by, by doing those things presented to us in the film. By spending money and buying lots and yeah. lots of gifts. Yeah, 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 yeah. And food. And, yeah. Tchotchkes. And being, like, generally shitty to people, but as long as we, like, have all of these things, whether that's actual, like, stuff or it's, like doing these particular rituals, like having like that, you know, fancy turkey dinner and mm-hmm. having that massive tree and, you know, all of those other trappings. Yeah. That have sort of become stand-ins for real meaning rather yeah. than meaning of themselves. They have, they have wheedled their way in to be like essential parts of Christmas, right? It can't be Christmas if you don't have a Christmas tree. Like, and Christmas is ruined if you Christmas don't have a Christmas tree. Christmas is ruined. And, and honestly, I would be upset if I didn't have a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. But where does that come from? It comes from the world telling me I have to have a Christmas tree or I'm not doing it right. Mm-hmm. And so you it, feel like something's missing. Yeah. And, and honestly, like as a kid, the Christmas tree was a big deal. And mm-hmm. we had our traditions around the Christmas tree. And, and so I... I like to convince myself that it's because of family tradition, hmm. but it's where, where did it come from before that? Yeah. yeah. It's gotta come from somewhere. Yeah. Because also my dad was not running out to the woods and chopping down a tree. Like that's, <laughs> 
no, any any no, sort of romance in in lumberjackery um missed my dad so yeah well this is the thing like like a lot of these rituals are only rituals because they've sort of been airlifted into our lives mm-hmm. from something else they've been presented to us as if they have meaning yeah um much like many of our other holidays that we like, like to many, many of our other commercial holidays mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but but there isn't necessarily like a personal connection to them until we create it for ourselves mm-hmm. um yeah so thoughts about christmas <laughs> No one has ever said these things before. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so now for the big reveal. Ta-da. We watched Violent Night. We watched Violent Night. Yeah, we did. We did. Because we're legally obligated to watch all John Wick knockoffs that are filmed in Winnipeg. (laughs) See also our Nobody episode. (laughs) Even if, spoiler, they're no good. (laughs) And will likely be immediately forgotten to history. This, this movie will not stand the test of time. You know, it's gotten really shockingly mixed reviews. Like, as in shockingly, like, like some people think it's good? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I was surprised that it did as well as it did in the box office. Mm. I thought it had sort of, like, been presented in a movie theater and people were immediately like, nah, get out of here. <laughs> but, uh, but it didn't do too shabby. Mm. And, and... I just checked and it's like, Google told me that it's like the fifth most searched horror movie right now or something like that. It's nuts. Wild. I know. So there's still a demand. I guess it scratches for now, an at itch least. for some people. I guess. Yeah. I mean, if you watch this movie, you don't need to watch Home Alone. You don't need to watch Inside Man. And you don't need to watch... Die Hard. Die Hard. Yeah. Literally any of those Christmas movies. It's a, it's a real three in one. It really is. Yeah. It's the old three in one. <laughs> But it's aware of it. Oh, yeah. No, it's very intentionally yeah. being like, haha, all these things. Yeah. We're going to do it better. <laughs> or at least we're going to do it. <laughs> so this was the first and last time I watched this movie. <laughs> was this also your first last encounter with Violent Night? What's your history here? Definitely my first encounter with Violent Night. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would ever watch it again. I... <laughs> I mean, never say never. The, th- the thing that really stands out to me is is David Harbour's performance. Yeah. I feel like he gave it his all and did the best he could. And his best is always good. I, I think he's oh, great. He's a very charismatic he's, person. Yes. I And I really bought him as like a cynical Santa who just hates humans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Also, like an absolute... Haughty. Oh, such a dead. In that gray wig, that oh, man bun. The man bun on. sent me. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I was like, like Santa, Santa. Can have a man bun now? <laughs> what? Of course, it speaks to the millennials. It's true. We're all like, Ooh, everyone else is like, get out of here. Hello, Santa. Man buns and millennials. <laughs> and his leather vest and his. Okay, he's wearing red leather the entire time. He is. And I really hope he had, like, talcum powder or something. (laughs) Because I wore pleather pants for an entire day once. And let me tell you. Yeah. The rash. The rash. The rash was like nothing I've ever experienced. But he plans to be out of doors most of the time. It doesn't matter. When it doesn't breathe, 
Yeah, that's true. The the sweat just pools, and then yeah. your body, you know, it, you know, yeah. no, I don't need to that give That sounds you... unpleasant. Yeah, no. And he's moving around. He's sweating a lot. Yeah, it's true. Well, he, yeah, he didn't expect to be doing all that action. That's true. When he woke up that morning. Well, okay. <laughs> I disagree. Because oh. is not delivering packages to literally every child in the world some kind of, like, fitness test? Well, kind of, I think, but but he also, you know, disintegrates to go up and down I the guess, chimney. Yeah, he does see this weird like vaporization. His, his bag thing. is empty until he goes to pull something out of it. Mm. Like it's not. It's, You're saying it's, it's not that hard of a job. Well, it's it's not as as physically taxing as it might be if mm. he were not a magic individual. Mm. Okay. Like if okay, he actually okay. had to like schlep a bag full of presents for every child in the world. Yeah. While wearing leather oh my god and having to like parkour up and down chimneys like wouldn't i love to see that yeah but magic makes the job better so but does it also make time less slow because i would also add to the fitness the mental fitness of this that is a good point and i was like if he is trapped in this endless cycle of like forever giving children toys Mm -hmm. like my God, no wonder he's like gone insane. Like, yeah. Well, and, and he remarks several times, like kids just want video games and cash. And he's, that's partly why he's so disillusioned with the the gig because he's like, people okay. suck. Another beef I have with this. Promise. Okay. We're going to just poke holes all over the place right now before <laughs> we even get to the summary. What does it matter to him? if he, Like he's not even around to give the people their gifts. Yeah. He's just like, Basically, like, postal service man, just, like, dropping it through the hatch. What does he care what the gifts actually are? He's just, like, yeah. doing the thing. Well, unless maybe the cash would have to come from him. But, mm. but yeah, like, kid wants video games? Yeah, give him video games. Like, what does that matter if it's, like, a hobby yeah. horse or a, like, yeah. fun dolly or he sounds, something? He sounds like a, like a curmudgeonly granddad when he, he complains does. about video games. Like youth these days. They only like their VR headsets. <laughs> yeah. Just like, come well, you know, everyone has their thing. It's true. <sighs> I don't know. Look at us being being grumpy also. <laughs> but we still went ahead, did the work. We did the work, And now everyone. we're recording the podcast for all of you. Yeah. Nothing but professionalism for our two listeners. We work so you don't have to. <laughs> okay. You know what time it is. I do. It's it- time to describe the movie. Woo! In four keywords or less. Oh, man. I would be disappointed if you did it in less, but I would also understand. <laughs> so, so leather was one of them. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 Um, violence. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a way to say this in one word and not two. Just say it really fast. Christmas lights. Fuck off. <laughs> I did what you said. That's. <laughs> I'll let it pass just this once. And what else? What is my fourth one? Mm. You can tell I didn't. Are you just coming up with these on the spot? Shh. <laughs> you know. Some of us prepare. Okay, listen. <laughs> I... <laughs> Man bun. Mm. That's my fourth one. Man bun. Perfect. Yeah. A great list. Thank you. Only a little bit cheating. No, I came up with a list. 
No, I meant the wor- the Christmas lights. Oh, the Christmas lights. Don't think I will forget okay, that. Okay, well, ornaments then. Well, they're very different. Christmas and they have lights. different meanings. Ooh, look who's an expert. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ornaments. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with ornaments. Okay. Yeah. Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. Very good. It's in the vault now. It's in the vault. Yep. No take backsies. <laughs> um, okay. So mine were creeps. Mm. Because everyone's a creep. Yep. Caterers. Oh, yes. Very good. Many caterers of varying styles and um, skills. Uh, splatter. Oh, very good. Yes. Lots, Lots of, splatter. of splatter. Could have been more splatter, though. Okay. I thought there could have we been got more a little splatter. bit of splatter and I wanted more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then heist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a heist movie. It is a heist movie. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that this is a thriller movie or a horror movie? Because I didn't actually think of it as a horror movie. No. Until I saw that it was like cat- categorized as such on the Yeah. Internet. It's not a horror movie. No. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting my foot down. It's okay. not a horror movie. So we say action thriller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Very good. A gory action thriller, mm. but not as gory as it could be, apparently. It so. could be much gorier. It could be. Yeah. yeah. More extended gory scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So put that also in the vault. All it's right. Done. It's, got, it's, it's done. It's done. May I do a summary? Please. Excellent. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh, this movie. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. So we open with a static shot of some shop fronts in Winnipeg's historic exchange district. And we are told to believe that this is in fact, Bristol, England. Lol. Our credulity is already strained to the breaking <laughs> point. Whoever decided that has never been to Bristol. <laughs> They've never been to Bristol. And they also don't trust that anyone else has been to Bristol. That is true. Uh, it's Christmas Eve and hot Santa is at a bar trying to get white boy <laughs> wasted on loggers. Right away we know this is not your daddy Santa. This Santa gets drunk. This Santa swears. And later on, he pisses off the side of his sleigh. Uh, This Santa doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) He's done with Christmas because after roughly a millennia of riding around, he's grown cynical with how greedy everyone is. Which is like, dude, this is literally your job to give people things. It's true. Why are you then like angry that there's a demand? But they have to be indifferent. Oh, fuck. They have to be like, oh, thank you. I was not expecting this. Yeah, I know. Come on. You've created, you've created. Yeah, anyways, we don't need to talk about (laughs) that. You have ample supply. Why are you surprised that there is demand? Exactly my point. Mm -hmm. Before he heads out to do some more deliveries, he's chatted up by a mall Santa who is also on break. Uh, talking in his best vaguely British by way of Manitoba accent. (laughs) Uh, Yes. And they commiserate about how hard it is to be Santa. Then hot Santa heads up to the roof and flies off and we see a truly beautiful shot of the Winnipeg, uh, I mean Bristol, skyline. (laughs) Cut to Greenwich, Connecticut, which ironically also looks a lot like Winnipeg. Shocking. It's the city of a thousand faces, all of which are the same. All of which are Winnipeg. All of which are Winnipeg. A man is standing seemingly in the middle of nowhere waiting for a ride, and he looks like a sad, weird schlump. Um, and it's even weirder knowing exactly where in Winnipeg he is. Did you recognize this? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, okay. I, remember I mean, it's very scene. forgettable, but it's very weird. It's It was actually right by your old apartment. <gasps> oh, yeah! It's on Assiniboine Road, right behind the ledge. Yeah. Like, between the yes. ledge and the... And the river. Like, yeah, the river. The Louis Riel statue. Like, no one has any reason to ever be picked up there. Like, it's no. weird. Yeah, no, that he they, that's where they chose. It's, it's nice. 
it's nice and it's also like almost entirely removed from like any landmarks aside from the ledge in the distance yeah so if you're just like "Mm, it's like a vague open space of winter (laughs) anyway he gets picked up by a woman and a kid and it turns out they're family kind of he uh they're his estranged wife and daughter and they're all going to his mom's house for christmas turns out his mom is like the richest woman in america (laughs) (laughs) You say that a lot, um, and has her own fancy house in a militarized compound, and everyone equally hates her and wants her to love them. Family, what you gonna do? <laughs> Our lackluster hero is Jason, his estranged wife is Linda, and their daughter is Trudy. And if you are confused by the carbon dating on those names, you are not alone. <laughs> They do end up explaining why a literal child in the year of our Lord 2022 is named Trudy. They do. But why the hottest woman in the movie is named Linda will remain a mystery forever. Mm -hmm. Didn't get it. Didn't understand. (laughs) When they all get to the mom's big fancy house, there's a miserable reunion with Jason's sister's family. Everyone hates each other, but not in a fun succession way. Uh, (laughs) None of these characters are smart enough for their insults to be witty. So it's just like really ugly mud throwing. Mm Mm-hmm. In all of this, Trudy is upset, not that her larger family is the most dysfunctional ever, but that her dad didn't take her to the mall Santa this year. You know, a tight bow on our opening. Yes. Where the mall Santa was away. Yeah, she didn't Even get if to it see was a different Santa, Santa you know. Yeah. All these Santas slacking off. But instead of being like, yeah, I'm a shitty dad and a self-absorbed human, Jason gives Trudy a walkie-talkie and tells her it will connect her to Santa and Trudy must not be very smart because she immediately is like, what? Well, she's like six. She's like 10. Is she? <laughs> I don't know. I assume she was 10. Maybe like eight or nine. Well, which cl- is closer yeah. to 10 than six. That's true. Okay. I take it back. Not to brag. I was way smarter at 10. Yes. I, I, I at least knew how walkie talkies worked. That is true. But yeah. then I also believed a lot of bullshit that my parents told me so yeah that's maybe true not. Too. anyways it's complicated, we then, it's complicated. <laughs> what are you gonna do we then see santa magic his way down the chimney of this fancy house noticing for the first time that his suit is made of red leather oh my god what a daddy which no wonder he has to like disintegrate his way down the chimney oh yeah he's if not he tried getting to down slide down the it's, chimney there's no sliding no way no, no way no uh and he proceeds to get comfy again sipping old sherry something gross out of like a milky glass oh it was like very fancy brandy oh it was brandy yeah oh man okay and then sits in a massage chair and falls asleep this dude's a menace actually that sounds like a nice evening to me (laughs) it does sound like a nice evening (laughs) all except for drinking spirits out of like a glass that previously held milk yeah that is disgusting that is vile but that brandy the quality of that brandy probably uh cut right through that milk oh i Cannot go with you on this. I do not agree at all. I don't think that at this point, Santa had a terribly discerning palate. <laughs> You're right. We have seen him, like, basically drink his way across the Atlantic Ocean. Yes. So, yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Santa just wants to get drunk. Yeah. I mean, and he's doing a very good job. Yeah. Nailing it. Uh, and then he has a little nap. But it's then... Nice. Shit starts to really happen. <laughs> By which I mean some of the catering staff haul out assault rifles and gun down the rest of the catering staff. Uh, and then take the Lightstone family, that's the big fancy family, hostage in their big living room. And then the main mastermind dude shows up, calling himself Mr. Scourge, because everyone on this team has stupid, like... Christmassy names. Christmassy code names. <laughs> uh, and he says he's there to take the $300 million in the basement vault. Meanwhile, Hot Santa has been awakened by the gunfire, but couldn't magic himself away for reasons? I didn't understand this. 
Why couldn't he suddenly not go anywhere? Because I think you have to be able to lay your finger aside of your nose and think of Christmas. And he was too drunk to do either. And I think he was too drunk and too disillusioned to think of Christmas. Because he kept tapping his nose. For listeners at home, Mandy is is tapping her nose. Yeah, I'm about to go up the chimney. <laughs> I think it's that he he it's like it the, just looks like he's like he's like got a cocaine nose problem, not yeah. like that he's like oh just like magical winky wink. <laughs> well, and it, that could be on purpose. Maybe Santa mm. also enjoys a little nose candy a little, from time a little, to time. A little white powder. What is it they call it in Tango and Cash? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, that's a Christmas movie if I ever saw one. <laughs> it snows in the desert. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> so he can't magic himself away and is abandoned by the reindeer. So he decides to pass the time by picking off the bad guys one at a time. If this is a surprising turn of events, particularly after seeing him uh, be like a sad dirtbag so far. Just you wait. This Santa contains multitudes, and none of them quite make sense. <laughs> uh, except, you know, for, like, why not? Why wouldn't he do this? At some point, Santa also gets a walkie-talkie off the body of one of his victims, and in trying to dial out for help, he's also stupid, he simply <laughs> adjusts it to the frequency Trudy is using. So they have a nice chat about the true meaning of Christmas, and then Trudy reveals her true colors as an absolute psychopath <laughs> who is also obsessed with putting things up people's butts. That is true. There is so much discussion of ramming coal up people's butts. Mm -hmm. It was astonishing for a child of 10. And then the rest of this is just like bullshit. Hot Santa taunts the home invaders. He gets captured briefly and then escapes and keeps killing dudes in increasingly fucked up ways. (laughs) Trudy gets free and then makes some truly horrifying traps based on her one watch of Home Alone. The old lady's kill squad shows up to take down the home invaders, but it turns out they are in on it too, so they join forces with the home invaders. The vault gets opened, only to reveal that the money has already been stolen by someone else. <sighs> After some light torture, Jason reveals that he took it, and underneath, uh, the niv- it's all stashed underneath the nativity outside, where he was going to grab it and, quote, get away from his family once and for all. Jason is stupid. Jason is stupid. Everyone is stupid, but particularly Jason. Jason is very stupid. Jason is very stupid. Then everyone runs around for a while outside, and Linda proves that in addition to beating a man to death, she also has no problem with being being a sniper. (laughs) That was a startling scene, watching three people beat a man to death. Yes. And I, oh yeah, anyways, we'll talk about that later. Then she and Jason fight a bunch um, of people, and then make up, and kiss, and... There was like 30 minutes left on this movie, but I was like actively checking the runtime every few minutes, (laughs) willing this nightmare to be over. Mr. Scrooge rides away with the cash on a snowmobile and, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Here's the thing. There's nothing sexy about winter. Like it's all giant coats and weight gain and depression and vitamin D deficiency, but Mm. there is especially nothing sexy about snowmobiles. I hard agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not a fan. And, like, it's just a weird choice. I almost admired this movie's gumption in trying to make snowmobiling seem, like, hot and intense. But it's just, like, a snowmobile chase is silly. It's very silly. There's no getting around it. It looks goofy as fuck. It does. Uh, In the final showdown between Mr. Scrooge and Hot Santa, Mr. Scrooge reveals that the 300 million was, like, a decoy, which seems like sour grapes now that the 3 million is, like, off the table. Yeah, 300 million is not a decoy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Especially since now he's saying that the real reason he did all this is because he's upset that Christmas exists. Yeah. 
Real change of tune there, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> so you don't want the $300 million? <laughs> Uh, so they fight for a bit, and Mr. Scrooge almost wins because they're fighting on an ice rink, and Mr. Scrooge is wearing suddenly, like, crampons. Yeah. And Hot Santa just has his slippery old boots. But then somehow Santa regains his magic, and also there's an old chimney, like, conveniently right there. Uh, so he pulls Mr. Scrooge's oh, body apart. the best kill of the night. By magicking up the chimney yeah. while holding him. He essentially turns him inside out. It is... <laughs> A bonkers thing to do. It is. Santa then dies from his wounds for a hot sec, but then the Lightstone family revive him with the power of belief. It's literally like that scene from Peter Pan when everyone chants, I do believe in fairies until Tinkerbell wakes up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, And then the reindeer come back and Santa rides off and that's the end. (laughs) (laughs) Just a regular old Christmas Eve. Just like that. (laughs) Oh, well, okay. So, (laughs) I don't even know where to start with this one. (laughs) What do you want to talk about? Well, I think, yeah, it's all wrapped up in in Santa's existential crisis, Mm -hmm. I think. And how, like, why he's so um, disillusioned with Christmas. Because I think you're right. Like, he, he's part of the problem in a way, but also he's... Santa's a weird figure because Christmas... Say more! Christmas is about... Or Christmas involves getting gifts. Mm-hmm. And yet Santa... So Santa embodies the giving of gifts mm-hmm. while also trying to embody um, this sort of anti-consumerism culture. Yeah. But he literally gives because you're only getting gifts from santa so you shouldn't be buying things yeah yeah but then i mean that presupposes a lot of things so yeah i think this like david harbour's santa is is kind of like what is even the point anymore like nobody wants yeah like people go out and buy things for themselves all the time nobody needs anything it's there's no joy left yeah right like somebody opens a bundle of cash and they're like great yeah which i mean if i got a bundle of cash i would be very pleased but you're the problem i'm the problem but yeah i think he's he's sort of like boo capitalism Mm -hmm. while still you know perpetuating this sort of why can't things be as innocent as they were a millennia ago when i was a bloodthirsty viking right which is another thing like that backstory though that backstory where yeah i didn't even talk about the backstory do you want to briefly get into it i mean there's just such a a little tiny scenelet where like he's kind of talking about how old he is i think and then we go we get a flashback of him as a viking just like hammering skulls and he has his favorite hammer and he's drenched in blood and he's drenched in blood and he and and you know he, his his fellow vikings just smashy Raping smash and smash and yeah yeah and he just kind of fondly remembers this this skull crusher this hammer that was his favorite weapon and like why can't the world just <laughs> Go back to the way it was. The good old days. The good old days of, of Viking conquest. Um, and yet, like, I, I kind of... Maybe it's because it's David Harbour, but, like, I feel like some of what Santa says is compelling. Mm. Like, I get that sort of, like, 
oh boy, it's Christmas again. Like, mm-hmm. wake me up when it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to do the same thing that I do every year. You are also locked in a, a thousand year uh, Groundhog Day cycle of yeah. giving gifts to I children. too was a Viking <laughs> who had a favorite hammer. Um, but yeah, it's like, he's, he's burnt out. He's tired. His reindeer aren't listening to him anymore. Like, he's... Modern day problems for an ancient warrior. Yeah, well, and I noticed, too, like, under his red leather, he's wearing this sort of, like, brown leather vesty thing that he wore when he was a Viking. Mm. And so I wonder if he's just sort hot. of... Yeah, it was hot. But I, I wonder if he's he's just, yeah, longing for a time that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. and And kind of wondering what the whole point is. Because he does have this sort of come to Jesus moment at the end when Trudy helps him to remember like how much he loves Mrs. Claus and don't even get me started on Trudy, but yeah, I get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like he, she kind of helps him to recenter almost. Here's the thing. I agree with you, but I also think that it was so disjointed. Oh yeah. So like, he has these different identities as like ancient warrior, which is like goes to explain how he's able to like literally fuck up an entire army of like soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like all of those. And then he's also just like the nice hearted, like grandpa who's there to bring gifts and bring people together. And then he's also just like a sad boy who wants to be with his lady Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, all of these different pieces, mm-hmm. and they don't coalesce, and I don't think that's, mm-hmm. like, definitely not the fault of David Harbour. No. Like, he's doing amazing work. He's perfect. And, and like, the moments of genuine emotion and sincerity are totally on him. Mm-hmm. Um, where, he, like, yeah, he has, like, these quiet moments, particularly when he's talking to Trudy. Yeah. Where it's like, oh my god, wow, okay, like, I'm feeling something. Woo! Yeah. But but it also is just so bizarrely positioned against him being like yeah, this sort of like frat boy who's like cynical about the world and just wants to party or like drown himself and then he also is like this chaotic being that is sort of like this timeless, you know, <laughs> serial killing warrior. Yeah. It just like doesn't doesn't make sense all together. Right. Like you can't be sort of like this nice fluffy grandfatherly figure while also then being like, yeah, I'm just going to like literally like squish a person's head like a grape until they explode. Yeah. Well, and I wonder if part of it too is like, he's been this, this sort of kindly right jolly old elf, this grandfatherly figure for so long while watching the naughty list grow and grow and grow. Yeah. And to the point where he's like, why am I even doing this? Like, I don't, I want to crush some skulls now. Like, I don't, I I am angry with the state of the world. And this, this whole like grandfatherly persona isn't even me. But the thing is, he, he gives them sort of equal weight. And then he returns Mm -hmm. to the grandfatherly persona at the end where he's sort of like jolly and also picking up his hammer. Was Yeah. That his wife sends him. That his wife sends him. Just in case you need skull crusher, which is like, what? is happening you're gonna go off and like murder people again 
Yeah. Although I thought it was sweet that she's like, okay, I know that you're Santa and you're delivering gifts, but you also need your favorite hammer to to bash some brains. Like, there's something about... It's like she like, packed him a sandwich or yes! something. She's she knows like, what he likes. There you she go. She knows what he needs. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's around this time he gets cranky, so I should give him a little treat. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's love, baby. Oh, that's unhinged. <laughs> I think what I kept wanting was was for them to choose a vibe and for mm. him to either be like, yeah, fully like this like crazed warrior who has had to inhabit this like fully other persona for so long. And now that's like, like just sort of like a sheen over what his like true nature is. Mm-hmm. Or other way around where he's like, he has these sort of like traumatic memories that keep bubbling to the surface, but he really wants to reach for some bit of goodness Mm -hmm. and that's getting harder and harder to do. But instead we just sort of have this like flip flopping Mm -hmm. that, um, is, I found quite disorienting. Yeah. His arc is not clear at all. No. And it's, yeah, it, it adds to the chaos of the movie, but not necessarily in a good way. Mm-mm. I do think it's very interesting that a lot of the kills that he does are with Christmas ornaments mm. and or Christmas lights, because apparently they're different. So like, I, Fuck you. like there's the one. <laughs> so oh, wait, like, so that actually the one ornament is a light. I will give you that. The star? The star. Yeah, so he kills a guy by jamming a Christmas star in his eye. Oh, it was so dope. It was so dope. And like And then plugging it in. So and his plugging head it in fire. so his head catches on fire. There's like a Christmas light strangling. There's all of this stuff mm-hmm. that is yeah, it's it is very much copying Home Alone, mm-hmm. but on purpose because apparently um the the director um saw Home Alone and was like, if that happened, those guys would die. Like, yeah. those yeah. guys would straight up die. And oh, apparently... Oh, they die immediately. That's why he was like, what if they die? <laughs> like, what if, <laughs> what if... I see where you're going. I yeah. see. Yeah, so, I mean, it's intentionally, like, Home Alone, but if everyone is still home and the bad guys get killed in gross ways. Okay. So, yeah, it's... I mean, it, it's fun maybe fun is the wrong word, but I thought it was fun in that way just to be mm. like, okay, finally, yes, this would kill a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like Finally, someone's acknowledging this it. This isn't just a precocious child being someone's naughty. Someone's brave like, enough to admit it. Someone's brave enough to admit that, <laughs> Kevin's like, a murderer. This, this would kill a guy. <laughs> um, But yeah, like, I, I think it's really interesting that Santa, in particular, would use Christmas accoutrement mm-hmm. to murder people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that saying about, about sort of the, the, um, accessories we have for Christmas, about those sort of sorts of traditions, like their meaning, mm-hmm. because at the end, they're just sort of tools for violence. Mm-hmm. Like they're, and Santa considers them tools for violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, yeah, it just kind of renders them first meaningless and then meaningful in a very dark way. Mm-hmm. Like an opposite way. An opposite from what, way. what they're usually perceived to be. Yeah. Well, and especially if you think of Christmas as about like birth and renewal, mm-hmm. like no, no. Coming together, yeah. redemption, etc. This, this star, if you follow this star, it will lead to this man's on fire brain. 
literally on fire. fire. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, don't follow that star. So it does seem to be an almost clumsy way of of being like, Christmas Christmas traditions, think about them. Think about them. (laughs) Like, what are we actually celebrating? Or what are we actually (laughs) decorating our homes for? Well, and that and that connects to sort of a broader question I had where tonally I thought this movie wanted to like do too many things and that's why it felt so confusing to parse like both mm-hmm. in the moment and in thinking about it afterwards. Um cuz another thing that I thought kept thinking like is this like a social commentary? Is this like class consciousness? Like what are they trying to do here? in terms of having, like, the catering staff, you know, like, uh-huh. rise up and take over the house um, and and then try and steal from the family and um, and then, like, other hired help are also joining them, you know, like, the, the private military turning it, on the family, too. Yeah, it turns out the family's number one son is actually the one who stole all their money and wants yeah. to leave and... And hides all the money in a nativity scene. And what does that mean? Oh like, God. yeah, I agree. So there's like all of that, that, but then underpinning it is also like, oh, the fact that like the home invaders have no problem shooting the guy at the security gate mm-hmm. and just mowing down the other catering staff Yeah, in like a very unpleasant scene. I, I felt the most uncomfortable actually yeah. in that little moment because it's not fun watching innocent wait staff get slaughtered. no. No. And uh, yeah, it's like, I feel like the movie at its core just wants to be this Christmas themed bloodbath, Mm -hmm. but almost as an afterthought, it feels like they were like, oh, but we should add a little bit of social justice and and, like class commentary. Socialism. Yeah. Which is then weird that like the ending and that final conflict being like, like Mr. Scrooge being like, oh yeah, no, it's all because like, I had one shitty Christmas and now I want Christmas to end. Yeah. And it's like, wait, (laughs) like, how are you planning to end Christmas? How does that connect to? Yeah. It's ridiculous. Everything that happened previously. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense. And, and like, we're the, the light stones, especially, um, the matriarch who is played by Beverly D'Angelo, who's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the suggestion is like that $300 million was supposed to go towards funding a war somewhere, Mm -hmm. but they instead just kept it and then said it got lost. Mm -hmm. If I'm remembering that correctly. Something like that. So they're not only are they, you know, kind of somewhat war profiteers, they're stealing from the war to be even bigger profiteers (laughs) And so, like, they're setting her up as a thief as well, mm-hmm. but just a more socially acceptable one because mm-hmm. she's rich and in this mansion and she's yeah. a big deal. So that could have gone somewhere, too, but she's never... There are no consequences Mm-mm. for her or anyone in her family. No. Like, they're all just kind of painted as ridiculous and unaware of the world, which they rich people don't care about. <laughs> Yeah, no. They do not care if you don't like them and think they're unaware of the world. They literally give no fucks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and and that that itself, I feel like that also notes a sort of shift in the in the movie's focus because it starts off being like this family is the worst. They're like 
super rich and yeah, war profiteers. And we first meet the, the old like matriarch of the family when she's like threatening a Senator and has just tried to like, um, buy off her grandson's like sexual assault, you know? So like we, we start off with like all these bad things and then it sort of gets softened as they get taken hostage and yeah. then by the end they're kind of like the heroes like the mom shoots the dude that shoots santa and then they all try and like save santa and then they do save santa by believing in him yeah <laughs> so they're they're like sort of like redeeming christmas by themselves yeah well and it seems like trudy does a lot of heavy lifting there where it's like they're all monsters but because she's so good mm. and they love her they're not completely they're lost big. yeah yeah like because because trudy is good they can all sort of glom onto her yeah and and be like see we're not all bad we have this one mm-hmm. yeah i guess it was just very very disorienting to to have that change it up Mm -hmm. be sort of like what we end on and i mean that also is is um balanced on the fact that you have to like think that trudy is a good person which i do not (laughs) so say more i also was like that trudy is up to no good why do you hate this child oh where do i start (laughs) trudy is just a psycho and she like so we first meet her and she's just watched home alone and she does the full body scream that Kevin does. Mm-hmm. And everyone has to do it once, but in a closed space, they're in a car. <laughs> um, she's, she's old enough to know that that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then off they go. She's sort of dim. She doesn't really understand how walkie-talkies work. I just keep coming back to that, but it really bothered me. What is old technology? I guess. Yeah, she's never seen one before. No. It's not an iPhone, so it therefore, is not an iPhone. who knows? And then it was also just the, like, super fucked up cavalier way in which she presented all those booby traps and then laughs... When these people are, like, brutally, like, slaughtered by her own devices. Well, she's and says, an only child. This is her source of entertainment. Oh, my God. So yeah, no, that's nuts. <laughs> and at one point, she even says something like, oh, I did a booby trap. It was so funny. And she's, like, laughing mm-hmm. at these corpses laying in front of her. Yeah. That is that is psychopathic behavior. That's true. Ever seen it. Yeah. And she is supposed to be the moral center of this movie. It's true. She's very much on the on the nice list. Yeah, she's very much on the nice list. Yeah. Santa like like beats up a woman by and by saying like you were gonna like murder this innocent child, and the last words that this woman says are innocent. <laughs> and I was like, I'm with you, girl. Yeah, she is not innocent. Yeah. It is very messed up that that this child is encouraged to be violent. Yeah. Um, and even that, like, I thought maybe her mom would be the voice of reason because she is kind of throughout the film. She's the only one not from this yeah. this hellish family. 
and she but then Linda also goes off but the then deep she end. also goes off the deep end and it's like where is this coming from yeah and it just seems like yeah the the family all seem pretty pretty flat mm-hmm. in a lot of ways I was even I was really disappointed because Edie Patterson's in this and I love her mm-hmm. I think she's amazing but her character is basically just a less interesting Judy Gemstone mm. from The Righteous Gemstones. Yeah. Which is not to say she did it badly, because I think, again, she did She's, the best she yeah. could with what she had. Didn't have much to work with. But maybe. it's like, okay, I love Judy Gemstone, but I don't love lackluster Judy Gemstone. I see what you did there. Oh, I didn't even realize it. Listen to me, I'm a poet. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, okay, this could have been... Like, with the cast they had, this could have been so good. It's a great cast. But even, like, John Leguizamo, not not as dynamic as usual. Oh, he's I very sleepy. And yeah. he looks like he... Maybe maybe the Winnipeg winters hit him hard, because <laughs> it does I mean, look I understand. cold as fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, properly cold. Yeah. So, yeah. maybe he was just, like, beaten down like the rest of us. But he yeah. looks very tired. Yeah, well, and I just think of his his other recent work. Like, he was in The Menu, and he's great. Oh, he, I loved him in The Menu. He's great in The Menu. Yeah. So maybe it is the winter. It I just, think it is. It just makes everybody just hate everything. Just, yeah, it just dims our glow. It's true. We're lesser true. versions of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Except for David Harbour, who really rose to the challenge. It's true. And his man blun. blun, blun his man blun. Blun, blun. Oh, I should also remark that not only does he use Christmas ornaments as weapons, he uses them to sew up his injuries. Uh, <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> he, ta- he literally gift wraps his wound. Yes. But first he takes, you know, those, those like hooky things that you hook on yeah. ornaments to hang them on the tree. He takes one of those and uses it as like a so. suture needle. And then he puts wrapping paper and a bow around <laughs> to staunch the bleeding. And he just looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's like if, if Dick in a box was like ruined in the mail. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Or you put it in cargo in, on a long flight. Yeah. It yeah. it was very silly. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have a question. Who are we supposed to root for in this movie? I think, I think Santa. Okay. Or that's who I, that's who you root for. Because I didn't like anyone else. Yeah. At least Santa. It's like, yeah, man, I understand. Like, yeah. You've had a hard day slash year slash millennia. We get yeah, it. like, yeah. of course you want a couple of beers. Oh, your reindeer shat on someone's roof. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a pain. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're you're disillusioned with everything. Been there. Maybe your relationship with Mrs. Claus is a little strained because of your attitude. Like, yeah, man. I hope next year is better for you. This <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is a monster. The most generous I've ever seen you. <laughs> I just love David Harbour. <laughs> and that man bun goes a long way. It really does. Yeah, it goes the <laughs> distance. Oh, there's the one scene where he, like, finds a giant mallet and is, like, about to, like, go nuts on some folks. Mm-hmm. And he has this, like, like swoopy hair Yes. Moment. Oh. He's never been hotter. No, I agree. I did think... Have you seen Black Widow? Yeah. And his character in that? 
Oh man, I don't even remember Black Widow. Okay. I know I've seen it. It's not the most memorable movie, and also, like, at this point, Marvel just, like, blows past, but whatever. Yeah. I vaguely remember. He was a great character in that, Mm -hmm. and his Santa reminded me of that character. Oh, yes. And how that one is, like, kind of what I wanted this to be. Mm -hmm. More of. The sort of, like loud mouthed like dirty gross like heart of gold but like super fucked up and violent yeah i mean i i think i do appreciate that he's still likable yeah because it would have been much more difficult if he were so salty so salty Mm -hmm. that like like if he i mean he does take pleasure in the violence but if he were also just like an asshole Mm mm-hmm through and through i think it would have been far less okay Mm, okay like i i like that there were some things i could hold on to like some glimpses of humanity where it's like okay yeah i feel empathy for you i get it Mm -hmm. you're not handling this the way maybe other people would but you know what this is a movie it's not real once again mandy understands (laughs) (laughs) i do I know what it's like to be Santa <laughs> and a Viking. Um, one more thing. What what do you think um, of the violence in this movie? We've talked a bit about it, but like what, what role do you think it plays, particularly in the context of like, you know, clear, clear connecting movies like John Wick, mm-hmm. um, where it is so balletic and graceful um and is sort of like its own storytelling mm-hmm. um and yeah in this one like while being clearly like something that references it and it also has like some of the same producers or whatever like connecting mm-hmm. felt very different to me yeah, I like that you use the term balletic for for movies like John Wick because you're right. Like there, the violence is so extreme, but there's something about it that is that is really interesting to look at mm-hmm. in a way in a way that makes me feel it doesn't kind look of like bad violence, about myself. But it yeah, it doesn't look like what we have seen to be violence. Yeah, or at least not only. Mm-hmm. But here. I mean, it, it, it's, it could be the methods of sure. violence here too. Like, like stabbing a guy in the eye and then setting his head on fire just seems a little bit like overkill, literally. Um, and you know, the, the holding up John Leguizamo's inside out body on top of this chimney, like it, it's much, um, it's much more cumbersome violence, mm-hmm. I think. Or, And I mean, I wouldn't at all be surprised if this movie was born from someone thinking of the title Violent Night and then going from there. Yeah. But <laughs> like, how can we make this as violent as possible? But yeah, it's not, it's not like, like some of the kills are really great. Yeah. But then if that's all you have, then they get boring and forgettable. Hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. I in the context, like John Wick, has made me think a lot about 
how I watch violence cinematically um, and and the sort of vocabulary mm. that it has yeah. in a way that I had n- really never thought of before. Um, so yeah, now ever since, particularly in movies that are clearly referential um, to that, it it makes me wonder like, okay, what is this doing now? Um, and how is this telling either contributing to the, the overall story or telling a story of its own? Um, yeah, it's interesting that you said the word heavy because it did actually feel much heavier, Mm -hmm. um, rather than sort of like the light, graceful, um, movements of, of something in John Wick. This, Mm -hmm. this felt like, like, like more cumbersome and 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 also like um more obvious i guess yeah, yeah. less subtle mm-hmm. i was just thinking of especially john wick and even nobody to a degree where these movements and this violence is so it's become so innate mm-hmm. that it's it's almost thoughtless like it's it's almost like a like a reflex, and so it does look like John Wick is dancing. Yeah. In some ways, when he's, I just I just watched John Wick four, and just some of the some of the movements, it's just it yeah it looks like dancing. It's mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. very balletic, mm-hmm. and here it seems a lot more like in the trenches. Yeah. Like it's it's like. Yeah, it's more it's more warlike mm-hmm. um and i think part of part of the the pathos of john wick is that he doesn't want to be mm-hmm. an assassin anymore but he's very very good at it and his body just does it yeah whereas santa here really wants to bash a guy's skull <laughs> like yeah. real bad <laughs> and wants to think of like interesting ways of mm-hmm of of murdering people um whom he you know they deserve it because they're on the naughty list yeah Um, that's a whole other thing but yeah yeah yeah, i guess i guess the the difference here is is that our main character santa is is someone for whom violence was a tool Mm -hmm. before um not necessarily a skill and yes. now it is something that he's sort of like being reawakened into, but it's like it's like you know stretching a muscle that's been cramped for too long. Yeah. So there's also some some awkwardness, some growing pains. There's there's sort of like, yeah, clumsy movements. Mm-hmm. And then the other people that are fighting back are like some of them are you know military folks, but others are just like you know, like random schlubs who are. I guess just hired because <laughs> they know how to use a gun, maybe. But like, n- none of them are exceptional killers. No, or like terribly smart. No, like the whole well, nobody in the gang is super duper smart. I would say no one in the movie is. No super one in smart. the movies. Yeah. Well, and that okay. So who who do you root for? Yeah, I mean, I I would also say. Santa because he is certainly the most charismatic person on mm-hmm. screen. 
Um, and he is the person I hate least. Yes. <laughs> good, good, Many uh... other people I actively wished death upon. Mm, mm-hmm. um, Jason being first and foremost. <laughs> I was very disappointed that he got out of this alive. Yeah. Um, and with somehow a regenerating finger. Oh, yeah. That finger got crushed and then it bounced right back. Wild. Should have done, done the balls. Should have done the balls. Should have done the balls. Yeah. So I don't. I don't necessarily feel like there is a, a, a moral center or or someone that I felt drawn to, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just just by default, like David Harbour being really fucking good at what he does, yeah, um, was it for me? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm also struck because like. It seems like Trudy is definitely supposed to be the moral center of the movie. Yeah. And yet she's, she's not, but also. She's a deep weirdo. It's, it's, I, I feel like her character is also so lazily written in a way because of course her parents are separated. So the only thing she wants in the whole world is for her parents to get back together. And that's, you know. That's what she wants. And Santa is like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, like she sees her parents kissing at the end and it's a Christmas miracle and everyone is happy. But it's like, really? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> she wants her parents who were fighting all the time to get back together more than she wants like a pony. Yeah. Or like, I don't know. I don't know what kids want. But, like, it just seems like such an overdone trope. And it's like, if you really want us to to care about her, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, make her feel like more of a real person. Give her some kind of specificity. Yeah, which is not to say, like, yeah, of course, people wish their parents who are divorced would get back together. Sometimes. But, like, every kid with divorced parents in movies are like, I just yeah. want my parents to get back together. And I had actually not thought of the violence of that kind of, like, manipulation Mm, before mm -hmm. until this movie, where I was clearly like, those two people should not get back together. Under no circumstance should Linda take Jason back. That child will be far better off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I feel, like, stupid now, but it had truly not occurred to me before how fucked up that is. To just be like, like magically willing this into existence yeah. against at least one other person's like clear, clear wishes against it, um, mm-hmm. and and like you know being a child and not knowing the full scale of like mm-hmm. the betrayal or what happened or you know like sure. all of those things. But it's weird that she doesn't understand relationship but she does understand like how to kill a guy yeah like she (laughs) like it it seems like her development is very oddly distributed psychopath yeah maybe there it is yeah yeah oh wow all right okay um do you have anything more to say before we move on to our theme corner i don't think i do okay 
Yeah. How does this how does this movie um, fit into the Christmas canon? Well, it's obviously a movie about Santa set during Christmas. There you go. So it's I think we can we can quite safely say this is a Christmas movie for sure. Um, But yeah, it it is definitely while it makes use of several overused tropes, it also reimagines Santa as fallible Mm -hmm. and as um, disillusioned. Which is, is, you know, fun, I guess, to some extent. It's a nice change em up. It is a nice change em up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think this, this movie is, um, I mean, many types of movie hiding in Christmas movie clothing. Ooh, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Uh, because it does many, many things, I would say, with varying skill Mm -hmm. um but in the end it sort of like tries to wrap itself up in that very stereotypical like christmas ending of like ah yes this is the reason for the season we're not sure what this is (laughs) but it is um and you know family is reunited even if they all hated each other like literally three seconds ago Mm -hmm. and they can all agree that santa's the best and that belief, collective belief, saves the day. Uh, yeah. So in the last five minutes, it really becomes, you know, mm-hmm. a powerful Christmas movie. Yes. Yeah. More. Uh, definitely a more sort of recognizable. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It hits all the all the all the main beats. Yeah. All the expectations. Um. Yeah. And I'm just I just caught myself wondering. Which is very cynical, actually. Yeah. Like, like this is a very, very cynical Christmas movie, I would say. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necess- feel like it believes what it's saying ever. No. And that's why I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, okay, if this movie were made, like, during Easter and it was the Easter Bunny, like, would it have the same... First of all, that is a hilarious premise. Someone make it now. Yeah. But, like... Not enough movies about does, the Easter Bunny being a this... serial killer. Is this movie just sort of like a generic shoot 'em up um, that happens to be set at Christmas, or is there at least some um, some purpose for having it be Santa in Christmas time? Hmm. Like, could this movie just be sort of like picked up out of Christmas and moved to a different time of year and substitute someone else in for Santa? You know what? I actually don't think so. Mm-hmm. It does feel quite specific um, because of all of the things that we had talked about earlier, like like particularly the the vulnerability and the fragility around Christmas mm-hmm. and and how it's just so full of like everyone's, you know, neuroses and anxiety. <laughs> um, and and this is sort of like that taken to the most extreme degree. Mm. I was actually thinking about um, this movie that I really like called Grand Piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, have you seen it? No. Okay. <laughs> so it's um, basically like the premise is like, you know, the feeling when you're, you have stage fright and you feel like someone is trying to kill you. Yes. Like what if that was real? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Ooh. it is like a very silly movie but like emotionally makes sense to me mm-hmm. 
because having been a pianist, I'm like, yes, no, yeah. this is like the emotional feeling, even if it isn't actually what's happening. So grand piano is basically like, there's this concert pianist who <laughs> is doing a concert and a sniper points a gun at him and says, you've got to play this impossible piece perfectly. Otherwise I'm going to shoot you and your wife. What? And your wife? Yeah. Wow. So, um, <laughs> it is, it is, yeah, uh, you know, a tight 90. It's, oh, a, it's a perfect thriller. It has both Elijah Wood and John Cusack. What? How have I not seen this? Oh, it's very fun. Mm. Um, but that made me think of what this movie is also doing, where mm. it's the, <laughs> the extravagance of, of all of those, like, negative feelings around Christmas. Mm -hmm. The, like, desperation and the loneliness and everyone hates you and they're out to get you and, you know, like, everything's falling apart and you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, all of us, you know, trapped in a family reunion where everyone just, like, won't stop asking you, like, your most vulnerable thing. Mm -hmm. Um... And, you know, you can't escape. You still got dinner to get through. Like, like all of those emotions. Yeah. Um, sort of portrayed out as if it were, <laughs> you know what, you know, a slasher. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in a way that's not as emotionally weighted as basically any other holiday. Yeah. Like, I think Christmas is, is like the uber holiday because it is so major in our public consciousness and like personal lives mm -hmm. there's so much weight there's so much it. weight on it yeah. in a way that's like in no way there for thanksgiving or easter or, you know like mm -hmm. valentine's day even yeah um yeah high stakes holiday high stakes for sure yeah shall we move on to moments of joy oh sure what were your moments of joy i have a few so at first um when the family is being introduced the the boyfriend i don't even know whose boyfriend he is um he's the sister's boyfriend okay that's what i thought but yeah. then something i read said the mom's boyfriend but i oh but i disagree no they were together yeah yeah the yeah. sister and the so dude. the sister's boyfriend at one point is i don't even know his name but at one point he's referred to as tragic mike um which i enjoyed <laughs> very much <laughs> oh my god i can't believe i missed that that's amazing <laughs> yeah i thought you would like that um and at one point tragic mike says um, he's, he's trying to, you know, puff himself up to, to address the bad guys. And he says, if they didn't have guns, I could take out three, maybe four of them, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, he's not even saying he could take out all of them or just one of them, but like three, maybe four, if they didn't have guns. It's which... the maybe that kills yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, the biggest, the biggest moment of joy I had is when the siblings are, are fighting and they're. Trudy is kind of in the middle and the sister is making fun of, of Jason for having named their daughter Gertrude after their mother. Yeah. And he comes back and says, well, you named your son Bertrude. <laughs> and we learned that their son Bert is short. <laughs> the name is short for Bertrude, um, which just gave me so much joy because that's so silly. That was also one of my moments. Uh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, this is bonkers. <laughs> At one point, someone's like, Bertrude. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's not a name. It's not a name. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just so clearly, uh, oh, an attempt to grab her money. Like, we named our son oh, Bertrude after God. you. I love that a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, so yeah, that was also one of mine. Sorry for stealing. Um, oh no, you know, we can share. We can share. Another moment of joy was when they are torturing Jason mm-hmm. and they've, they've stuck his finger into a nutcracker and squished it. Yeah. Um, and then they get an even bigger nutcracker <laughs> and they're threatening to stick his balls in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, John Leguizamo, Mr. Scrooge is like, Hey, candy cane. Who's like one of the lady home intruders, you know, uh, grab his, grab his bazingas or whatever. <laughs> and this was the best acting of the entire movie. She was just like, I'm not touching his balls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like... <laughs> like, under no circumstances. Fair girl. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a bridge too far. Also, um, I liked how um, the, I don't even know what his code name was, but he was like, like the Norwegian one. Oh, yes. The I don't remember tall drink either. of water. Um, and right before everyone sort of like takes, oh, the catering staff take over the house, um, he goes to the, the security desk and is like, you Americans don't celebrate my favorite holiday, <laughs> Boxing Day. And then he does this perfect like, like pow, like circular <laughs> arm movement. Like a right hook. Like a right hook that looks like something out of a cartoon. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't the line. It was that movement that was just like a perfect circular, like, wing. <laughs> Delicious. Very good. <laughs> it wasn't even clear that the punch landed. It was just like perfect execution. Yeah, ten it's just ten. like a thing he does whenever he says Boxing Day. <laughs> like it's Boxing Day. He just does like this little shadow box. Yeah. <laughs> Yay! Boxing it's, Day. It really is his favorite holiday. <laughs> the most magical time of the year. Sure. <laughs> uh, do you have any movie connections? I mean, it's it's so clearly based on a, a collab of Home Alone and Die Hard and John Wick. John Wick and yeah, Inside Man. Inside Man. So it's those are those are the most obvious connections. Magic Mike, I suppose, with the pun on I guess Tragic Mike. Um. But yeah, those it's it's so clearly tied to those other ones that yeah, I didn't bother thinking much beyond them. Yeah. Wasn't also the quote about how um he could if he was on that hijacked plane, he would have like made it not hijacked. <laughs> Something from what like Mark Wahlberg said? Oh, probably. I think Mark Wahlberg had there's, said something there's like some that sort and then of had Mark to apologize. Wahlberg yeah. Reference. Yeah. Yeah. Something. <laughs> uh I just felt like almost everyone in this movie looked like a slightly off version of someone else. <laughs> so Edie Patterson, I keep like being like, oh, Molly Shannon? No, no, it isn't. Oh, yeah. And and the dude who plays Jason looks like Ben Feldman to me, but weirder. <laughs> so it was just like, it felt like I was watching sort of like a funhouse mirror of like a knockoff, like, like the knockoff version, <laughs> the Kirkland brand version. Kirkland brand version. Yes. Um, and yeah. And then that got me thinking, has Michael Shannon and Molly Shannon mm. ever done a movie together? If not, they should. They, and should, they should play twins. Yeah. They would make great twins. They would. Are it they, would be very weird. Related. I don't know. I hope they are. Probably they... somewhere down the road. They're related. I hope they're married. I hope to they're each related other. and married. Yeah. Ooh. Related and Sibling spouses. married. Yeah. Sibling spouses. 
ideal. <laughs> so convenient. So convenient. See, the thing about incest is. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> Everyone focuses on the negatives. No one focuses on the positives. I wasn't aware there were any positives. So thank you well, for. That's mostly the convenience. Enlightening me. <laughs> It's yeah. a lot harder to have trouble with your in-laws. That's it's true. <laughs> yeah. Fewer in-laws, in fact. Fewer You're just in-laws, like yeah. narrowing that pool right down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in summation, what did we learn? And juiciest bits, juiciest butts. I learned not to not to cross Viking Santa. Always stay on the Never nice list. Never cross Viking Santa. Yeah. I'm gonna, gonna do my best. Especially if Viking Santa is wearing like head to toe red leather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Under no circumstance should you step a toe out of line. No, no, indeed. I also learned um, that trying to burn money is actually not a good way of keeping someone alive. Yeah, they don't stay alive, apparently. They don't stay alive. No. Also, it's just a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And only someone who, like, for whom money, like, means nothing would even try, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, oh, you know, okay. be nice to your cater staff. Be nice to your cater staff. Tip your waiters. They could rise up and kill you. And if you're going to kill a guy with a Christmas star, you better set his head on fire just to make sure you oh, did the job. Oh, darn well sure. Yeah. 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 Although, can you imagine how gross that would smell? It you've would got, smell you've terrible. You've got burnt plastic and burnt brains. Yeah, it would be gross. Oh, that's a whole cocktail of nope. Yeah. 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 Who was the best butt? Oh, David Harbour. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on. What are you going to say? Jason? Fuck yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm doing this weird, like, New York, like, Queens accent every <laughs> Get out of here. What's going on here? What's going on? I love it. I can't you're get just, out. You're just a, a multitude of people today. I've had I, three sips of wine and I do this thing. <laughs> I don't even know. Well, okay. So, first Christmas movie done. Do we even know where we're going from here, or is it is every day a new adventure? Uh, every day is a new adventure. Perfect. All right. Well, we had talked about it, but we need to remember what we talked about. We now. do need to remember. Yeah. Oh, listen, we're just we're just here to watch movies. We're yep. not here to remember anything. <laughs> We've done our because remembering. we sure don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. It's all been right. fun. It has been. Merry fun. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. What's 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 a way, a way to say Merry Christmas back that isn't just like yep Merry Christmas back. <laughs> I like Merry Christmas back. Merry Christmas back. Merry Christmas back. I've been Charlie. <laughs> I've been Maddie. Goodbye. Bye. Merry Christmas. Back. Merry Christmas back. Merry Christmas back.